Down to Florida We welcome you to the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day in Florida I'm in Florida The sun is setting over Tampa Bay Like a Caribbean holiday Every day in Florida to another episode of the Florida Dirt Bike Show. Today's show will feature Alex Luger coming off a A200 FTR Hair Scrambles Championship and uh, just got done at the 24-hour at Perry Mountains. We're going to talk to him about that. How are you today, Alex? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Heard you had an interesting weekend. Yeah, it was a first experience for me and a few of the guys on my team doing the Perry Mountain Challenge, but... uh, we ended up uh, doing pretty good. It was just a lot happened. Yeah, a lot of, I heard a lot of bikes get uh, get broken and stuff up there. I mean, it's a long race, so just uh, why don't you tell us mm-hmm. all about it? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll start at the beginning. So uh, we left a Friday. I went up with uh, Billy Sharp, who was on our team. Team was uh, me, Billy Sharp, Cash Jacobs, Jacob Gilliam, and Casey Moore, and uh, we were in the five or the six man six bike class i mean we were shorter man but we weren't really too worried about it but anyway me and billy got up there at about three in the morning and uh the and the race was uh i'd start at 10 but the riders knew was at eight you're supposed to be up for that so we get to bed at about four because we had to get everything unloaded that we could to fit the mattresses in the trailer and so we got up about had about three hours of sleep and uh we started we got the race going and uh cash threw down a great first couple laps and uh he had a couple problems and he came off a lap early but it wasn't really a big deal we got uh jacob was up next so he went out and then did some did a few good laps and uh it was up next up next was billy he went out and did some good laps and then casey did and then it was up to me at about like i think four or it was about like three three or so we were doing about three laps each and uh to make up for cash and later in the two laps i did four i did a couple really good laps and uh i was real happy with him and we had a, we were doing great. We up to, we were up to like third overall, I believe at the time. And we had about like 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute lead on second in our class. And so, uh, or actually I think it was, I think it was about fourth time. We kept going, uh, things were going great. And, and, uh, it was just now starting to get dark. 
and it was uh, I think I did the first night moto at around like eight ish or so, and we had gotten to like a ten minute lead. And the second overall team, who is the Sherco Pro team, actually ended up having some bike problems. So we moved up to second overall at one point, which was super cool. I mean, none of us expected it, especially with, you know, the lack of sleep and everything. And, and there wasn't really anybody else besides us. And uh, Casey's wife was there as well, but she was pretty much the only one that could help us. And uh, there wasn't much she could do because we were parked real far from the pits, uh, except for Jacob, who was in the pits. And um, so... We got, we were a little uh, off with like food and all that stuff, but it was still going pretty good. I mean, uh, we had a great lead. We were doing great. And going, going into the night, I uh, did my first night moto and I was hearing this like real loud clanking noise and I wasn't sure what it was. And it was kind of freaking me out because you only get one transponder for each bike that you have to switch off. So if somebody breaks down out there, they're stuck with the transponder and it's going to, you know, take a while to get towed in because there wasn't really many workers out there that I really saw at all. Mm-hmm. So, I came off the lap early and luckily cash was already ready to go. And, uh, so he went going, I, I, uh, checked the whole front end of the bike. So that's what it sounded like. It almost sounded like my uh, spokes were broken. It ended up just being something really stupid. It was just my chain was flapping really bad up against the chain, uh, the chain slide. Cause it was like hanging down a little bit. It was really weird. And my chain was, it was pretty loose. So it ended up costing us a little bit of time, but it wasn't so bad. We still had a pretty good lead. And, um, Going into the na- that night, it was we were doing pretty good. I believe um, later that night, I went I went to go get some sleep after tightening my chain, and it was uh, getting close to midnight. And um, so I did that, and I went and got about an hour of sleep. And when I came back, uh, Billy had told me that when he went out there, his chain his mash link broke. So it took him about forty five minutes to get towed in. So we ended up having like a sixty something minute lap time that time. Oh. And so it was uh, pretty much throw a whole lead away. We were still in second in class, and uh, I think we dropped to like seventh or eighth overall. And um, so uh, Casey was up next, and he was out there, and he ended up getting a flat tire and coming in a lap early. And I wasn't really prepared at all, and so I had to throw on Billy's helmet because my lights weren't on my helmet. Hmm. So his lights were kind of sticking out a little to the side. So when I went out there, I was kind of I leaned into a corner. The first lap I did, I broke off the light on the side on the right side, so oh. it's flapping because we had three lights we had two on the side and one on the top and it was smacking the helmet and everything so i came into the pits the next lap they shoved it in my camelback i got going out again and um then not even halfway through that lap i break off the one on the left side and i mean they were decent lights they were a little loose and i kind of wish we we all wish we had a headlight for the bike but yeah i mean it is what it is but that happened so i came in that lap and and I just let cash go out because I wasn't trying to deal with the lights because the mounts were broken and it was pretty hard to see with just mm-hmm. one light. So uh, I went and got some rest and and uh, and I was kind of riding pretty pretty bad anyway because I, I put some like unnecessary pressure even though we were like 40 minutes down there was nothing really we could do unless they had a bad lap and something happened to that team but and we knew anything could happen and it was about like three in the morning at this point or two about two thirty so I went back got about another hour of sleep and uh, I came out. At uh, about 4.30-ish, Casey woke me up because I, I, like, I hit snooze on my alarms or something. And I had no idea where I was at and what was going on. I was so confused for about 10 minutes until I got up. Uh, I got up there, and there was a bunch of cool guys around us. Our park next to us, a couple from Ohio. I don't know where the other guys were from, but they helped us get going because everybody else was trying to get some sleep and catch up on the, on the hours they had missed. So it was just Billy was out on the track, and I was uh, up next. And uh, I got going out there. And, um, I think I threw down, I did a couple of really good laughs that morning. It was starting to get daylight out 
And uh, it, I mean, it was still kind of dark in the woods, so you need the headlight in the woods. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty sweet. And the dirt was super good because all the moisture had just come up. And so we did that. And uh, coming into the day of time, uh, cash went up, had a couple of good laughs. And I guess uh, Billy's wheel had gotten messed up. His bib had got trashed really bad during that moto, and I didn't realize that. And uh, so I wasn't sure that he was going to go out again, so I was going to worry I'd actually get four laps. And after all that time, that was going to be a pain in the ass. So luckily, uh, I was going back. I was going to go to the bathroom, and uh, I see Billy walking down with a tire, and it it was like lifting my soul, dude. It was so <laughs> good to see him coming back because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do four laps after all that. And so uh, yeah. it started to get better over the morning we had the track was still pretty good and it was super rough but it was still fun and so we all got going and uh i ended up doing the last two laps and brought it in ended up finishing with my bibs i'm pretty sure are garbage i haven't taken them out yet but i basically have flat tires huh. and i'm missing like 12 knobbies off the front tire so it was, uh, it was a it was a gnarly race but i mean we all pulled through other than all the mishaps tonight i think it was pretty sick and i i'm i'm proud of how good we did to be honest i don't think any of us were expecting it so yeah, pretty cool. especially after showing up there pretty late, you know, three in the morning, and then your yeah. first time doing it too. So that's that's awesome, uh, man. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna come in a little more prepared next year and uh, try and get it done, make make a thousand bucks. I mean, that was that was definitely uh, enticing me to mm -hmm. to get that one a little more. I mean, we still we still got seven fifty, which is pretty cool. That's that's uh, that bad. <laughs> that's pretty sick. Yeah, and we lost to some actually some some cool guys. I mean, I guess there were some locals, and uh, Billy talked to a couple of them. But I never got to I never got to talk to him. Uh, I kind of wish I did, but I think they left before I had got up there. But yeah, it was it was a it was a good race. We had some some good kind of battling going on. It was real fun. You said that uh, so you guys would do like three laps at a time. How long were the laps? So a good lap was about twenty one twenty two at night. We were we dropped we dropped pretty decent laps at night. They weren't great. We were doing twenty three twenty four, and um, the top guys, which was the team was stacked. I mean. Had Garrett Edmondson, which I guarantee most people listen to this and won't know who that is. Had a bunch of other guys about pretty close to his speed. Joey Baker, uh, this guy named Andrew Butusik, who lives up in Georgia. He does a lot of training stuff. And a couple of fast Australian guys. And they were doing about low 20 minutes. And one of them ended up actually doing a 19.30 within like the last couple hours of the day and uh, or of the race. So those were the fast laps. Our, our best was by cash. The second lap he did was a 21.14. And then I did... 2130 and then a 2140 and then a 22 flat at like six in the morning which those were like the top five we had but most of us were in the 22s 23s throughout the day and then at night we were 23 24 so it was pretty good i mean it was it was definitely a little short track it was nine miles and it, was, it was kind of fast but it had like the the tight spots were really really choppy so it was definitely uh, the track got pretty gnarly yeah i'm sure and uh was that your first time riding at night yeah, dude, was, it was pretty fun at first. I mean, the second night motor, like I said, I put that pressure on myself, so I kind of like took the fun out of that time. But yeah, it was it was me. I think me, Casey, and um, Billy had never ridden that night before. Cash and Jacob were had both done the uh, 24 hour race before, so they knew what it was kind of like. But I mean, nobody rides at night that much. I guess I guess those guys we lost to us, they do a bunch of local races up at Perry Mountain, and they have a night race. They have okay. like just uh, local day races, so. So those guys had a little bit of advantage on us coming into that night race because they, they didn't drop their times very much at all. They were doing mm -hmm. 22s and 23s, which is impressive. So yeah, it's probably they, second, those guys were no spots that we lost to. 
There's probably like yeah, exactly. I know when mm-hmm. um, Dylan Rash and all of them did it, probably three or four, or probably four or five years ago. They were out yeah. um, testing with the headlight, and I and I went and did a lap at night, and we we just had the headlight. We didn't have it on our helmets, so it it was wasn't uh-huh. bad on the trail if you're looking ahead, but like the second you like yeah. look back at something, it it it's spooky because it's just it goes from light yeah. to pitch black, so it kind of catches you off guard. Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty um, it was pretty dark out that night. There wasn't really much moonlight at all, and and with the dust coming up a little bit, I mean the dew was kind of settling on the dust a little bit, but at first it was really bad. So it'd be like driving in fog with your brights on, you know, the light would just reflect back on you. But yeah, I, I heard uh, I heard Dylan and them were getting pretty fitted down there at the ranch uh, from Cody White. He was telling me one night they were out cruising on the quads and they hear somebody just fly by them and like one in the morning on like a KTM just mm-hmm. ripping. They had no idea who it was. I guess it was Shaw Dunkel out there testing. But yeah, we were we're all pretty far apart. Most of us, uh, Cash and Jacob uh, live in Sarasota. I'm not sure where Casey is. Uh, Billy's up in uh, about an hour from me, but so we didn't really get much time yeah. to go testing with the lights or anything. So it was kind of it was pretty new for me. Hey, only only one way to to do it, you know, just go out there and yeah, and send it. Exactly, like you said though, it definitely it forces you to look ahead, which is always you always want to do that. I mean, it's it's a great habit to have, but mm-hmm. especially at night, you can't be looking down. Cause, I mean, you can't really see anything anyway, and it's real deep stuff. It's kind of hard. It's mostly just shadows, but I mean. It was definitely, it was fun. I mean, it goes by the track. You feel like you're going a lot faster than you actually are, to yeah. be honest. I think, I think that's kind of part of, uh, part of that and getting used to that is, uh, you feel like you're going way faster just because everything's flying by you. So, uh, it was definitely a, a cool experience. It was definitely different though. Hey, you never know. You might actually go faster at night because you can't see some of the stuff, you know, you might not slow yeah, down right? for, the, for the, the rough stuff just because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had, I, uh, I was uh, getting a little sketchy sometimes. I just kind of, I just kind of hope it was like it was the lap before, and I just hold it, hold it on, and squeeze tight, squeeze tight, and hold on for dear life. That's for sure. It was, uh, it got a little sketchy sometimes. How, how was riding the motocross track there at night? Were you still hitting all the jumps and all that? Dude, it was. Yeah, it was so sick. So as the first few hours of night until I think about my my second session. So I think about midnight they shut them off. But they had they had these like huge lights, just like any motocross track would that has night races and night series. Okay. And so it was super sick at first. I mean, and especially with the headlights, you could easily see in the rut. And, um, but then they shut them off, oh. uh, come around my, my second time. And it was still wasn't bad because I knew the jumps by then. Mm-hmm. And there, the, none of the jumps were really crazy except for one triple, but I don't think really anybody was hitting that. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, it was pretty, it was pretty easy hitting them. And the track, the motocross track was really cool. It, it got a little, a couple of the corners were a little dry and got a little blue or blue groove. A lot of people can uh, relate to that with Gatorback. Mm-hmm. I know how that was this year at the FTR. But uh, other than that, it was uh, it was pretty sick. Oh, man, yeah, it sounds awesome. Sounds like a good time. So it's safe to say you'll be back uh-huh. next year. Oh, yeah. Hopefully uh, hopefully we're going to go back and win even more money and <laughs> take a good overall position. I don't know. It, I mean, we ended up second and sixth overall, which is not which is not bad at all. I mean, it was, it was pretty good, but... I think we could have been up to at least fourth overall. So I think we're gonna we're a little hungry for more, and I'm ready for it for next year. So for those that don't know, you actually just got a new YZ250F. Um, so that was mm-hmm. that was your first race on it, correct? The Perry Mountain. No, actually, I did the I did the last race, the Hair Scramble Series of okay. the FTR, which it was a motor, so it didn't really it kind of a little different. But uh, yeah, that that thing it's awesome. I got it from Jason in Central Florida. They hooked it up and. The thing is so sick. I haven't had any problems with it yet. Been keeping it pretty good, maintained. Uh, I just got an IMS tank for it, which is a little different because I don't know. Most people or some people may not know how the 
YZ, the new 250 and 450 setup is. The tank is actually kind of, it's mostly under the seat, and then uh, the air filter is all the way in the front. So there's no gas cap. You have to take off a little part of the seat to get to the gas cap. And with the quick fill, you can't put that little cover over the seat over, so it's gone. So you're basically just sitting on your plastic part of the quick fill. But uh, I got a new seat concept seat. That thing is sick. I mean, they make it pre-cut for it, so it's like way more mm-hmm. comfortable than cutting it for your uh, cutting your stock seat. Hey, it might make you stand up some more. You need to <laughs> too. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely helps. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let's let's cut back to your FTR season. Um, pretty, mm-hmm. really good job, actually, Alex. So you race uh, ten yeah, races, ten or nine? Uh, um, nine races. I do and, not know. Well, nine yeah, races okay. will work. I'm looking at it right now, and you only got second one time, and then you won all the other ones. So, take us through that, man. How'd that go? Yeah, it was a great season. I mean, I had uh, some ups and downs, but started out really strong. I was doing great in the overalls, and. Um, Ended up getting, I think second was at the third round. Or, uh, I'm not sure if that one was dropped. I'm not sure, but uh, my bike ended up, my throttle cable came apart in the uh, like in the carburetor. So there was nothing I could do about it. Like a mile and a half of the finish. I mean, I was running second anyway to Cax, and he was ripping that day. And uh, it was it, it would have been a good finish, but I mean, I think I still ended up second because I think we were the only two in the class. But uh, yeah, I, that one kind of sucked. It it uh, made me. Uh, Lose. I think that kind of lost me a little bit in the overalls at the end of the year because of all the drops. Yeah. But after that, I ended up getting injured and uh, missed a few rounds because I broke my femur and my back. And uh, so I missed a few rounds there because I couldn't, I couldn't really walk at all for the first couple of weeks. And it was uh, it took me a while to get back into it. But I came back at L Cross, which I believe was like I, I worked the one before that, which was Palm Beach. I did uh, I did some sleep in there, so that was my first real riding back. And then I raced L Cross, and uh, I ended up winning. I don't remember what overall I got, but um, I think it was like six or so, something like that. And uh, that was a good race. I was how was a beat after that one, dude? Because the track was hard. It had some really gnarly looks. If anybody wasn't there, there was some of the biggest sand rollers I've ever ridden, and even over Hog Waller. I mean, they were huge yeah. in one section. So it was. Uh, it was a pretty gnarly race, but I ended up getting the win there, and that was my first race back. And uh, just been, I was doing a bunch of therapy after that, and slowly getting back into it. And uh, I missed, I think Dade City. I was doing really good. I was winning, and uh, I think I was sitting like fifth or fourth overall. My bike ended up blowing up about a couple of miles from the finish, or like four miles from the finish, and uh, it sucked because, I mean, but I kind of expected that bike that we we knew we had to do the top end after that because I'd already had like 22 hours on it. And, I mean, usually on those 125, especially how hard it gets ridden, you want to do them, like, 15 to 18. Mm-hmm. So we were pushing the envelope on that one. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It ended up sucked in the overall because I ended up, like, 20-something, I think. I don't remember. But this stuff happens. I mean, I yep. still finished strong this season. I think I got six overall, which is – I, I mean, I lost some past guys. I mean, Jesse, Billy, Sharp, uh, Bryce, Landon. Yeah, you're not losing uh, the slouches. Cody Thomas. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was, it, so it's, uh, no sweat, man. I mean, I'm not too mad about it. It was still a pretty good season. So I'm happy with it, you know, especially for the last season on the 125. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. Like us motocrossers were pretty, pretty hard headed, man. We, like you said, yeah. femur and back and year back in four races, you know, and most people who play sport, other sports yeah. probably would take, take the year off or so, but, uh, not us. Exactly. You know? And that's not your first injury, is it? No, uh, 2016, my my first year on the 125 in Junior A, 
I mean, I gained a lot of speed. It was super cool uh, seeing how well I progressed over that year because I started out pretty slow. But uh, I got injured, and uh, I kind of caught the injury bug that year, 2016. I got a broken uh, – I fractured my tibia at the Eagles Nest Enduro in um, February, which is my first ever Enduro, and it was super sick leading up to that, but just before that happened in, like, the third test or so. And um, then I uh, uh, March, I crashed during the week training – and uh, that was after I that was just after I got my first Saturday overall, my only Saturday overall actually, at DDR, one of my favorite tracks hands down, and uh, sucked because that took me out of the Junior Eight Championship. But I mean, it was still a good year. I'm, and then I ended up uh, coming into the next season for my first Sunday year in 200A. I broke my uh, back and my collarbone, and uh, that was at uh, the Parsons house. I had a little stupid mistake. Was having some power valve issues with the bike and I kind of went for this real big double and I was kind of a little low on power so I came up short and just just went over the bars and kind of scorpioned and that was another six weeks so all those injuries were about six weeks except the wrist I came back in about four but I mean it was it was a uh, it was a pretty good year 2017 after that I, I stayed away from the injuries for a while until November when I got my femur but other than that yeah it was uh, that's pretty much the only injuries I've ever gotten it's funny because they all happened back to back and Three out of those four injuries have happened on a Tuesday, too. So <laughs> you can say I, I don't really like riding very much on yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah, maybe you should keep in the garage on Tuesdays, Alex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just uh, take a little relaxed day. So, yeah, I was, uh, I've gotten – I've had my fair share of injuries. I'm, I'm just glad I can keep doing it, though. Only had surgery once now for my femur, and uh, it, doesn't really bother, it doesn't really bother me at all. I have a couple of rods in my leg, and it's just, it's just those two, and – Luckily, I've uh, I've been able to tough it out. So, yeah, I remember when you you were. It seemed like you were getting hurt like every time you get back, man. So maybe Pretty I, much. I thought you had more injuries than you did. It was just they were back to back, you know. So it seemed like yeah, you had exactly. way worse. But man, that yeah, you gotta love the sport though, man. You know that's just part oh, of motor, yeah, riding motocross. Yeah. yeah, I mean it happens to the best of us. I mean you can look at all the top guys. I mean Thad Duvall broke his wrist last year. Caleb Russell's probably had his fair share of injuries. Not nothing I can think of right now, but. Everybody's had it happen. Josh Strang with his uh, with his injuries at the beginning of last year and this mm-hmm. year. Charlie Mullins with his wrist. It, it happens to everybody. So, I mean, it's nothing uh, it's nothing not expected. I mean, look at Supercross this year. Look at how many people crashed. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's tons of guys out in the 450 class right now. I mean, I mean take Ken Rossi, for example, the gnarliest crash pretty much of his life and probably pretty one of the gnarliest crashes of the of the decade at Supercross and uh, comes back and then gets another mm-hmm. super gnarly crash only a few rounds in. And so, I mean, it, it happens to everybody. It's just part of the sport. I mean, yeah. we all take that chance when we throw our leg over a dirt bike and kind of expect it. Nobody wants it to happen, of course. But, I mean, when you're pushing and trying to get faster, it just it happens. I mean, even if it's just a simple little thing like mm-hmm. a case of jump that you'd hit before or whatever it is, it, it happens everything. But I, I believe everything happens for a reason. I mean, yeah. some people might notice it more than others, but I feel like you hit a wall sometimes, and when you get those injuries, it kind of sets you back, mm-hmm. and you get to step back, and you know, it keeps you fresh. You get to take a look at everything. As yeah, weird as exactly. that sounds, get, it, as weird as it sounds, it yeah. keeps you fresh. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, some people come back faster. I feel like I do mm-hmm. after a few weeks. I feel like I come back and I can get a little faster, and it just it gives you a new base to start up. You know, you get to start. You get to basically have a fresh start. So, I mean, it's. You get back on the bike, obviously, it's muscle memory. You lose, like, maybe a little bit of speed, but you're still pretty yeah, fast. It comes back quick. Uh, close to what you were. Exactly, yeah. Once you, I mean, your first rides are uncomfortable. Once you get that really, like, fun, comfortable ride, you just everything just starts clicking again. Mm-hmm. 
It's like you can't you can't go to a, a motocross or an off road race without seeing someone in a cast mm-hmm. or on crutches. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah, the whole family's luckily, got one on, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it was I was actually really surprised. From what I know of, nobody really got hurt bad at the uh, twenty four hour race except Jason Ennis. So I just want to give a shout out to him real quick. He uh went he he tried to send it, dude. He went for this <laughs> huge like. 100 foot step up on the motocross track and ended up coming up just a bit short, I guess, and bouncing. Just landed a little wrong and ended up getting a concussion. But luckily, that's all it was because it, it could have been much worse than how big that jump is. Yeah. And uh, luckily, he's all right. He showed up to the race again Sunday. And from what I know, that's it. That's all the bad injuries that happened there. And with 24 hours of racing, yeah. I mean, on a rough I've, track, I've heard too. of like, yeah, exactly. I've seen like eight collarbones be broken in one weekend at Elk Cross last mm-hmm. year, I believe, or some. It was like six or seven, something crazy like that. And just one weekend. I mean, so just this uh, in 24 hours, no, no bad injuries. I think it's uh, safe to say it's uh, getting a little better. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, Jason's a good dude too. So it's it's tough to yeah. see someone get hurt, but you know, at least he exactly. he came back the next day and he's gonna be all right. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, from what I know, he had a brand new 6D helmet on too, so I think that helped a little bit. Yeah, but, but uh, he must he must have crashed pretty hard too, though, to, to get a concussion at 60. So I'm. I'm glad he's all right. He's he seemed pretty cool when he, he was at the race afterwards, and I've been texting him. So uh, it's definitely good to see he's okay. That's good to hear. You know, one year at Gatorback mm-hmm. in the pre-modern class, we I hit the the step up on the motocross track and cut in a little early, and he sent his old RMT yeah. right into me. <laughs> so he ain't scared to send <laughs> That's it. That's funny. <laughs> no, dude, for for how old he is, I think he's I don't even know how old he is. He's got to be maybe 30. Or forties, I don't think he's, he's not too old. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, he he sends it for sure for being a vet A rider or whatever. I don't know. He bounces back and forth from yeah. classes, but dude, he's he's fast for for what he does. And I mean, working a day job, and I mean, he's he's got a kid now, so he's focused on her a lot mm-hmm. with uh, riding because she rides too in sixty five B. And so he's he's kind of doesn't get to focus as much on his riding, but for how little he rides, he's fast. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, hey, just like you said, though, you know, you ride all your whole life, and then you can still take a little mm-hmm. break, and it all comes back once you're out there, especially yeah, exactly. in race mode, too, you know? Yeah, it's basically muscle memory for most of us. Uh, I mean, you may take a break for a while, but you come back, you still pretty fast. I mean, especially if you were good before you got off the bike. I mean, like, uh, you you can come back, and you can make, like I said, you can build up that new base and make a lot of strides and uh, get better, so... It'll be cool to see him back on the bike, and hopefully he gets faster. I mean, you never know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, a little we'll break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, where do you do your riding at? You're you're in Orlando. Uh, I don't know. Is it Orlando or it's? I know it's in the area, but is it actually Orlando? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm about I'm about 20 minutes out of the Orlando International Airport. So it's basically I'm not like in the city or anything, but I'm pretty I'm pretty close. It's about 30 35 minute drive to the city. Um, for, for those who know, I'm about, uh, where Orlando Mex is or Bithlow, Orlando Speed World, whatever it is, whatever you want to okay. call that area. Mm-hmm. I'm about 25 minutes out of there. So we got, I'm like, if you know where Lake Known is, it's by Medical City. I'm right, I'm right down the street from that. And, um, luckily Lake Known is developing fast. So luckily I'm just outside that, but we got these, uh, about 10 acre property out down the street from me. That's just the gnarliest trails ever, dude. Cause. I live down the street from the Parsons, and for those of you who know who that is, uh, Ben races in the GNCCs, and Sad Duval comes down and stays with him during the uh, off season. And so from about January till 
uh, March or whatever those few months, they're out there pounding out motos. They got they get guys from like even farther up north, some other amateurs. Stu Baylor even came out for a week between uh, South Carolina and Florida JCC, and uh, so it gets pretty gnarly out there. We've used pretty much every square inch of that property, and luckily it's not getting real developed right now. And but our area is definitely uh, it's definitely coming in fast. But we've we've been able to stay away from it for the most part. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned Lake Nona because we actually, uh, phew, is, it might be like oh six oh seven season. I think. Yeah, we had I a hair scramble. We had a hair scramble out there, uh-huh. and they were actually building all that stuff they have up out there now, yeah, right next door. So, needless to say, mm-hmm. we didn't have another race there again because I think it's all developed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it was the it was called the Boggy Creek Hair Scramble. Yep. I remember I had a T-shirt from the Parsons. And it had like a, a ghost rider on it with like a pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I'm guessing it happened by October time. Yeah. So but it's right where Medical City is. If anybody's ever driving by the 417 or down the 417, and you see these huge UF building, UCF Medical City buildings, that's, they used to have an old air channel there. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see that. I kind of wish I was there for that because, I mean, talk about getting local. I cycle up to Medical City every now and then. It's only like 15 miles from my house. So yeah. big. Quick drive there, go up, hang out Saturday, come home, sleep in my own bed. So it'd be, I wish we still had that, but with how much it's developing out here, I, I'm not surprised we don't. It was all palmettos. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah. I, I was on the 85, though, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah, it's pretty much all it is out here. So I could definitely see that being uh, being true. Yeah. And uh, so when you're, you you mentioned riding with the Parsons and Duval, but off the bike, what do you do for training to keep yourself in shape and – ripping up in the a-class well, uh, yeah so last year i started going to the gym uh, in uh, about december well december 2016 and then uh 2017 i started going to the gym a lot with a buddy of mine roy colberton who races uh c250 and uh another mutual friend of ours liam who was a wrestler at the high school and so he knew a lot about nutrition and stuff like that and they had just been going for like the past few months so i got a membership to la fitness and i started going a lot with them I was going pretty much every day for a few months up until about uh, summertime when Roy ended up going to Washington for a summer job. And Liam got a job at uh, Dunkin' Donuts and another place, so he was pretty much working consistently. And so I kind of – and I didn't really like going to the gym on myself as much, so I kind of stopped going as much as I did uh, before that. I was kind of a little burnt out anyway, so it's nice to take a break. And so uh, I would also – I mean, I'd cycle too every now and then, but I didn't really have much – like I just recently got a cycling kit. I still ride in tennis shoes, so no clip-ons yet, and my bike's from the 90s, and I mean, so that thing's uh, it's pretty old, and shifters on the frame, you know, all that, all that old stuff, and the thing's pretty much, thing's about as heavy as a, a hardtail mountain bike, so it's uh, it's definitely a pain in the ass to ride, but yeah, I got I got that thing that I've been riding, I've been doing a good bit on that, and I, I started going to the gym a lot more recently with uh, Roy, who's, uh, he's working, you know, eight, eight to five every day, pretty much, and then he has college, too. He just graduated uh, high school uh, two years ago, so it's uh it's it's a grind. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get to get fast, especially at this speed. I mean, it definitely helps going to the gym and doing all this stuff, and you you notice the difference so fast, especially if you're doing it right. You don't want to do it wrong though. You definitely it's definitely nice to have somebody with experience so you don't do it wrong, and you know because you can get injured super easy doing lifting and stuff like that, but. I mean, I don't do anything like bodybuilding wise. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, get super buff and bulky. I'm just trying to kind of tone out, tone myself, get, you know, better endurance. I kind of do 
so I don't do like crazy heavy weights or anything. And I try to focus a lot on, I do a lot of cardio as much as I can. And I know a lot of people would like to do CrossFit and stuff like that too. I just kind of, I just kind of do what I can and what's, what's closest to me. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I hate running. I don't run. I know yeah, it's pretty good for you. Maybe not for your legs, but yeah, dude, I, geez, I cannot stand it. But I mean, yeah, I try and uh, obviously you've got to ride as much as you can. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, like the best thing for you is you're riding your dirt bike. That's the best thing for racing. So yeah, pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, any time on the bike's going to be good. Like, even if, like, since mm-hmm. you have that track right by your house, even just going out there and do a lap or two yeah. and play riding is going to help, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it, it ain't fun riding out there, especially not alone. But, I mean, uh, when I can, just go cruise around, you know. People, people will say, oh, I wish I had a house track. I mean, it'd be sick to have, like, you know, this badass motocross track in your backyard. That, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I, I would definitely try and ride that as much as I could if I had one. I mean, probably not a crazy amount, but... But when you got some the most beat trails ever, and you've been riding them for at least like ten years, it's uh, it's not so much fun out there, especially <laughs> even if I'm just going out to play ride, you know. Yeah, it's especially when like, you know the whole property like the back of your hand. It's almost like punishment. <laughs> it's so beat, you know. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So, you got any any big riding plans for the summer? Or just keep grinding away and try to get that AT50 jacket next year, or what? Yeah, uh, so I want to try and actually, I've been trying to save up some money. I want to go to Saudi Vols in West Virginia, but it's just going to be trying to make that happen. It's going to be pretty hard because mm-hmm. my truck's got about 290,000 miles on it. So <laughs> it's my dad's old truck. So <laughs> going all the way up to West Virginia is like 700 miles or something like that. It's going to be, uh, it'll be pretty hard. But yeah, yeah he, he said, he mentioned something about me coming up. Uh, I was talking to him a while ago. So I got to figure it out. I got to talk to him about it more, but. We're trying to go up with him, and he's uh, Ben Parsons is up there. Bryce Cox right now just got back from from up there, and uh, so I want to go up. I want to go out of state. I want to do a lot more riding out of state because it's so fun. I mean, especially getting out of this garbage sand because the hard pack tracks around Florida aren't really the best. I mean, Spider MX or Wildwood, that place is pretty fun. It's just and uh, Hard Rock, but sometimes they're it's either really dry or really muddy. It's, you know, you can never really get that good in between. It seems like so. Definitely, uh, definitely something I want to do. I definitely want to try and go up north if I can. But mm-hmm. if not, I mean, just I'm gonna keep grinding in a way. I've been, I've been trying to ride with some different people as much as I can. I've been trying to ride a lot, uh, mainly free places because it's that ride is expensive, especially when you gotta get the gas to go there. You know, bike mm-hmm. maintenance, gate fees. So I haven't really been riding a lot of motocross, but I've been doing a, a lot of riding with Billy, Billy Sharp, and we've been getting, uh, we've been trying to grind so we can kill it in A class next year. And because uh, he's gonna be racing A open. No, but, Billy. Billy then, doesn't need. Don't Billy doesn't need to kill it because then he'll just kick my ass again. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll let him know. He can just. I'll, I'll tell him to move up to thirty plus. No, dude, tell him. Worry. Tell <laughs> him he just wanted A open jacket. Go double A. Who be it was? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's been thinking about it from what I know, but uh, I think he's. I think he's gonna test the waters. You know, when he gets into into the series, I think we're all gonna. I think we're both gonna do that. Cause we're both gonna try and get as much. Uh, much speed as we can built up over summer and definitely get some grinding in maybe hit up a few gnccs but i know uh west virginia snowshoes coming up in a few weeks i think it's the last month of june the 24th or something like that i think that's the last one before the summer yep. break yep. so uh gonna try and uh maybe do a few local series up north that they run under in mm-hmm. summer i don't really know what their uh what their dates are and whatnot but yeah definitely definitely want to do what i can you know do as much traveling and see where i can go and see what like trying to you know show those show those locals up there that the florida <laughs> boys can send it on the hard pack dude you know yeah see what we can do 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's always fun to ride new places, but those, <laughs> exactly. hey, the Florida boys been killing it in GTCs, man, with Jesse and That's Bryce sure, Landon. Dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce just got 22nd overall and amateur yeah. overall at Tomahawk this past weekend. Ben ended up third and they opened and, like, I think fourth or fifth amateur overall, so he was up there, too. And obviously Jesse killing it just one XC three and Landon was running. I don't know what I don't know what he ended up actually. I think he might have had a problem. Yeah, he had, he had a bike problem. I think he said chain yeah. or brakes. Some I think it might have been the brakes, but yeah. Yeah, because I know, but yeah, he's been doing mm-hmm. uh, top threes and and a two hundred. He's been killing it too. And uh, I mean, last year, last season, Cash was running, uh, killing it. Did the most of the season. I don't know what he ended up in a two hundred, but he won a lot of the beginning races, which I know is kind of the more south ones. Yeah, but he still did really good for how little he rides. That he was ripping. So, yeah. and I mean, I didn't, I didn't a couple of them. I did my fair share. I, I just made sure I got whacked, but you know, it was still, a, it was still a great experience. And I mean, it's definitely fun to do as many mm-hmm. GCCs as you can. Those national enduros. If any, if anybody gets a chance to do it, I definitely recommend going up there. Yeah, snowshoes a whole another animal, man. I did it back in 2010, oh, yeah. and it, I, I did four miles. And couldn't do it anymore on my 200, or maybe it was my 144. It was <laughs> it was a while ago, and rode actually rode the highway back up. So, so it's it's tough. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was even for for any a rider, especially a Florida rider that goes up there for the first time. I mean, no sand, just huge rocks and gnarly. It's like muddy hills. Like, like I I looked up those hills, and I'm like, are we actually supposed to go up that? Like, dude, it was. <laughs> It was gnarly. I don't know how those guys go so fast on it, but uh, I guess when you're local up there, it's kind of what you're used to. Yeah, just like that's all you know. Those guys come to yeah, those guys come to stand, and they're like, "What the hell? How am I supposed to ride this, dude? You guys are going so fast." So definitely, uh, it's cool to ride different places and mix it up. It definitely helps a lot. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and like you said, when they come down here, it's always funny. Uh, the River Ranch GNCCs, man, I would. I'd be mid pack or so, and then we'd come up to the Palmetto mm-hmm. section, and they would almost stop. That, that people from out of state would almost yeah. stop just because they don't know how to handle it. You know how, what Palmettos uh-huh. are, so it's it just yeah. Like, did they they see those rollers and they're like, what the heck did you guys <laughs> ride in this stuff? Like they're used to like square edges, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that I mean, we see some of that stuff down south at like the Okeechobee races mm-hmm. with those fields and stuff, but nothing like those guys see with the clay and all those roots, and then. But we're definitely, uh, we definitely kill it. You can see at the Hogwarts, you can see those Florida boys, uh, they smoke them. I know Bryce got the amateur overall by like 10 minutes yeah. or something like that. They and I know Ben was, Ben was injured, so he didn't get to go. I know he would have killed it though. Mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, one eight, uh, one XP three killed it. And, uh, those guys, those guys send it. That's for sure. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. Well, Alex, before I let you go, uh, who do you want to thank? Um, I want to, Thank uh, Kyle Turnitz from Moto Four Play, dude. He's always always got the bike dialed. I mean, suspension wise, motor wise, things sick. Conrad from Agamus uh, and Gizmo Mods. He's uh, helps me get the bike dialed in pretty good too. And whenever we got like a some sort of motor problem that it's just something we can't figure it out. I mean, the dude's a wizard. We take it to him. He gets it in in a few days, and he's got to figure it out. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to Jason Ennis uh, from Central Florida Car Sports. Got got the brand new bike and hooked up, dude, and things sick. And uh, HBD Motor Graphics, Ronnie and Cam Beebe also. He helped me design the graphics. I know, <laughs> I know, it's annoying when I'm sitting there texting them, "Hey, can we try this? Can we try that?" And, and dude, the bike, I love the bike thing. Looks sick, I think so. And uh, and Randy Fowl from C Concepts helped me get that seat. The thing's awesome. And uh, 
some uh, Donald Sully from XL Trainer, uh, or Gans from XL. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's changing brands all the time, dude. I can mm-hmm. never keep up with him anymore. But he's been training me, or he was my trainer way back in the day, got me going way fast. And I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to anymore, but it's still pretty cool. And I actually, from what I know, he's training Landon Lynn a lot now, and you can okay. definitely see it's helping Landon. So, uh, then Fly Racing 60 Elements, uh, Garnet, FMF, Atlas. Mobius, Jason Raines from uh, Range Riding, Scott, uh, at, or, oh, Atlas, Michael Metals, and uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, most of those guys, I don't know as much personally, but, you know, they still mm-hmm. give me what they can, and uh, it's still pretty cool. Hey, every little bit helps, you know? Yeah, and then, of course, everybody in FTR family did all the great people. Anything wrong, you got anything wrong, and you can always go talk to those people. You got any questions, you can kind of on them on, like, Facebook page. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a few trolls here and there, but it's still uh, it's still a great community to be a part of. They're all cool people. Yeah, so the whole off road scene is like that, you know. Yeah, super friendly. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, thank you so much for your time, man. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah, you too. See you, bud.